Every minute, every moment counts. Hello, I'm Julie Hyde, and I understand what it takes to make these moments count for leadership, business, and your life. This podcast will deliver insights and game-changing leadership moments that will allow you to level up and shine a light for those around you. Let's get into today's episode. Sometimes you hear amazing stories of people taking courageous and inspiring steps to improve the world, and this is one of them. I am with trailblazer Kian Tracy. So Kian is a marketing and communications professional and an entrepreneur. Over the past 17 years, she's led marketing functions for business big and small, from large Australian telecommunications and utilities companies through to wholesale and retail, financial services, motor and sport. Over that time, Kian has been driven by her passion to lead with purpose and integrity while fostering an environment that makes people want to come to work every day. And that's something that I personally find really, really inspiring. Most recently, Kiana's focused her energy on building a technology startup in the sustainability space, Sustainable Choice, a web information platform designed to enable more sustainable purchase decisions and help consumers decode the marketing jargon that is becoming even more noisy in 2022. And this is what we're going to jump into today and share this amazing story. So I was introduced to Kian by a mutual friend and I thought I have to meet this woman and here we are. So welcome, Kian. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. I'm so honoured to have been invited to speak with you today. And the introduction, uh, very complimentary, a little bit overwhelming. I don't think I've ever used the word trailblazer before, but I sincerely appreciate that. Absolutely. Take it on. But let's start with the absolute essence of this podcast, which is making it count. So can you share with us how you make it count in your world? It's a really great question. And I think it was a little bit confronting, even when I was preparing for this podcast and having listened to a number of the people that you've spoken to in the past and how they're making it count. And I immediately went internally and thought, goodness, am I up for this? Am I the kind of person who can actually answer this question in a way that will inspire others? And I really, I really had to dig internally to sort of think about how do I make it count? I know that I'm doing something, but how exactly am I doing that in a way that I can articulate? And I realised that my whole story, my whole journey and how I got to where I am today and also the advice that I often give to people is all about making the small steps count and doing small things and taking smaller initiatives to play the long game. And I think, you know, and I've heard a lot of your podcasts even that talk about don't be afraid to take big steps and make big moves, which technically you could say I've kind of made a big move, but the way that I got to where I am today was not by making one big move. It was by making hundreds and hundreds of very small moves that were not that frightening. My thoughts around making it count, it's really do something that takes you one step in that right direction. Do something small that makes it count. And I I even describe that sometimes to people that might say to me, oh, I've really been, I've been thinking about doing a course or starting a business or I've been thinking about changing jobs, you know, anything. And I say, don't think about the biggest part of this, which is, oh, my God, quitting your job, starting a new job or creating a business. Think about what's one little thing you can do. Send an email. 
you know, send one email to a recruiter or go and look for a domain name and secure the domain name. That's one little step. You don't have to think about building your dream business overnight. Make one little step count. And that I think is probably the secret source for me of how I've somehow gone from being somebody who's has no intention of being entrepreneurial whatsoever to having two businesses that I'm running at once. It's all about just doing one small effective thing towards your ultimate goals. Yeah, I think that's awesome advice and obviously something, as you say, that has really worked for you because that big picture or that big vision can seem really overwhelming. But if you just break it down into those small steps, yeah, I think that can be quite an empowering process for people to take. So I think that's really great advice there for people. So let's talk about that secret sauce because your business has grown from a little idea two years ago. You know, you bought a domain name, which is one of the (laughs) um, pieces of advice that you shared just before. And now it's a, a viable business in the startup phase with a team of four people. So what sparked that idea? Previously, or currently, I I operate two businesses. I I run a boutique marketing agency and I have leaned towards working with businesses with purpose. You know, when you're a consultant and you are in brand management, brand marketing, you can kind of sort of work with anybody that you get referred to or anybody that wants to work with you. So trying to sort of hone my craft a little bit, I found myself working with environmentally conscious businesses. It wasn't intentional. I'll be really honest with you. That's kind of where I landed. And I thought, geez, this this feels good. It feels good to be working, building brands with purpose. I was working on one of with one of my clients one day and trying to help them to solve a little problem that I now know is an enormous problem. They have this great sustainability story and this amazing sustainability journey that they're going on. They wanted to talk to their consumers about it. And they said to me, let's, you know, let's advertise or can are we ready for that? I said, I don't think we're ready to advertise that story yet because we haven't done it all yet. And also there's a few things missing. And if you haven't finished your sustainability journey or if you haven't gone far enough down the track, then your customers and consumers will come and challenge you on what you have done. I said, gosh, there must be a there must be a place that holds all of this information. There must be some sort of house of information or a comparison site or a social platform. There must be somewhere that just houses sustainability information from major brands so we can go and see how other businesses are doing it, how they're communicating it, what they're doing, etc. So I started Googling and it didn't exist. And I was fortunate enough to work with some really smart people over the last few years that were able to give me some insight that, you know, this is coming, right? It's coming. And whilst consumers two or three years ago were only just becoming more aware of environmental actions, we knew it was coming. And I thought, do you know what? I reckon I could build that platform. In that moment, I thought, this is an amazing idea. This deserves to exist. Somebody's going to do this. I wonder if it could be me. My first thing was started looking up domain names. This was a, the way I'm telling this story took a lot longer than this actually took. This happened in the space of about 60 seconds. And I jumped onto godaddy.com and I started looking up a few domain names and sustainablechoice.com was available. And I thought, my goodness me, that's a cracker. And it was in the thousands of dollars to buy this domain name. And I thought, you know what? And I got out my credit card 
And I said, here we go. I think this is it. And I, and I honestly, I thought, you know, what worst case scenario, I reckon this domain name will be worth a little bit more in a few years anyway. <laughs> so I bought it and I sat there staring at my computer going, I, I think there's something in this. I went home and I did a little uh, a little video, what is it, a vlog? <laughs> I've never done that before. I've never done, I've never spoken to a camera before. It's not something that I'm comfortable with. But I went home and I sat down and I told a little story to, uh, and I still have it, and I've done a few since, kind of sort of saying, yesterday I did this and watch this space, watch what I'm, watch what's coming. It was me trying to give, it was like a vision board, I guess, for me, like, you know, making this video blog, hard coding that I'm actually going to go out and do this. And then I, I'm a, I'm a brand strategist by trade. So I opened up PowerPoint and I started building a brand strategy and who are we and what are we going to do and why should we exist and what are our values going to be? So it was as if somebody had come in and paid me tens of thousands of dollars to build this 75 page brand strategy. I just sat there and started banging it out. And again, you know, you don't think about the money or the mountain that you have to climb if I had any idea then what I would have been through over the last two years, I, d- I don't think I would have taken one step forward because it's terrifying. So I think just all I wanted to do was get that strategy done first and I had a time booked in with my developers to, to share it with them. So I'd given myself a deadline to have something ready to present to them and that was it. You know, All I'm going to do is I'm going to present this to them. I don't know what's next after that, but I know who I trust and I want to share this story with them and see what happens. And I didn't think beyond that. All I was focusing on was getting something that I believed in to sit down in a Zoom and present. Again, this was middle of COVID, like hard lockdown, five kilometres. There was no way I was going to be seeing anybody in the flesh. Also, it allowed for me to have a lot of time to sit and work on a 75-page PowerPoint document because I wasn't going anywhere. So, yeah, I guess that's that's where it was born. I love what you shared about the vlog. It was like that you making the commitment to you. And um, it's like, oh, I'm just going to do this. And you're right. So I'm so surprised that domain name was available. I know, right? (laughs) I share your shock. And I know when we were talking Previously, you know, when you were sharing your vision with people that they were sort of looking at you thinking with the thoughts going through their mind of, oh my God, this girl is crazy. <laughs> what is she up to now? Even people who you know believe in you. So what steps did you take to stay anchored to your goal where you could like, even though people weren't saying it so much, but you could see it in their eyes? I had so many different reactions, um, people from different walks of life as well, so people that had this understanding of the sustainable landscape and had an understanding of technology and startup land, et cetera, so really lots of different views. But the vast majority of people just didn't get it. They're just like, I mean, I wish you the best of luck. I want you to be successful. I just, but why would somebody use this? Like, I don't understand who's using, why would, why would they pay you for this? Which I totally respected those questions, but I felt deeply in the pit of my guts that I knew something they didn't know. I felt like when all of the people around me are slightly unsure, also, when you have a 75-page strategy, you can't give that in elevator pitch, right? So you know that there are so many different parts 
moving parts to this this plan and this future and and what it can become and you just have to say internally I respect that people don't get it yet but they'll get it they will get it and that's okay and I truly believe that I know something that that not everybody can see right now and that's that's special and I learned only last week, literally last week, when I was meeting with a new mentor that I've brought into my life to help me with my investment journey, we were talking about all the things that we've got going for us, all of our challenges, risks, etc. And one of the things she said to me, um, she said, this is your unique insight. You have a founder's unique insight based on your background, who you've worked with, what you understand about technology, your marketing, etc. And I, it was the first time I actually thought that 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 I know something you don't know actually had a name and a label and it was a real thing and it was and it, and that it was true and somebody else was saying that back to me that you know you have a unique insight and that was so I think it was relief that I wasn't crazy and telling myself something that wasn't real it was relief I felt empowered I felt empowered to be allowed to think that I knew something special which you know, it's hard to do, you know, when, when nobody around you gets it. And that, you look, again, that was two years ago. Over the course of the time that I've started bringing this together, my family, my friends, they start to understand it. They see it unraveling. There was a distinct moment in my life when um, everybody or when a lot of people around me were like preparing for me to be successful. It was almost like a, you know, a matter of time which then changes the changes the whole narrative to be this terror of of it was easier if they thought I wasn't going to be successful or if they thought I was crazy but then when they say oh wow I think you're onto something here you're going to be a millionaire then all of a sudden the pressure to be this unique startup founder you know raises millions of dollars all of a sudden you feel this massive pressure to succeed pressure that you already had on yourself but, you know, you just, if, if other people believe in you now, damn it, you want to get this right. We are all leaders, but you cannot be a leader of others unless you are a leader of self first. Over the past two decades, I've empowered hundreds of leaders to deliver positive impact to the business they are representing, resulting in extraordinary sales growth and high staff retention rates. I'm often asked the question, how can I work with you, Julie? Here's how. I present one-hour keynotes to corporations, providing practical tools and strategies for leaders and their teams to take control of busy, to be intentional with their actions and achieve the high performance results that they're looking for. I also work one-on-one with a select few ambitious and courageous leaders who understand the key to creating their success starts with them. So if you'd like to connect, you can find me at juliehyde.com.au. And I find that really interesting, that changing narrative between, yeah, well, the pressure was on my shoulders for me and that's okay. But then when people start seeing what you're doing and believing that you can be really successful, then then the pressure's really on you. So I think just really quickly, just to fill in some gaps for our listeners, it's like what does the platform that you've built enable businesses to do? And how does that, you know, benefit the planet overall? The Sustainable Choice platform is designed to empower consumer choice. 
The idea around it is that businesses who make environmental or sustainability claims in their marketing, in their media, on their packaging, etc., they become a member of our platform. And this is where they build a sustainability profile that explains and supports the claims that they're making in their marketing. Because you think about on a billboard or on the back of a label, somebody saying this is an environmentally friendly product. We're asking them to step up and actually support that, give us documentation, explain. When you say that this is made from recycled plastic, show us the traceability of that story or provide us with details. When you say, you know, where on our net zero goals, what actions are you taking? A big reason for this is that, firstly, we're trying to help people to decode the marketing jargon around environmental sustainability and so that consumers can hold brands accountable for the things that they say. On the flip side of that, we want to give businesses somewhere to tell their story so that they have an opportunity to go on a journey because environmental sustainability is a journey. There's rarely a destination that's good enough. It doesn't have a start and a finish and it's very hard to do it overnight. It's very hard to provide your customers with a product that is environmentally friendly, that is the same price that they paid yesterday, that is the same quality that they paid yesterday, etc. So getting your product or your service to get to a point where it's benefiting the planet is quite a journey. And we want to give businesses an opportunity to go on that journey rather than saying, if you're not perfect, then forget about it. We're actually saying progress is is better, making progress, sharing that journey and helping consumers to find the information all in one place. It's a digital ecosystem for sustainability information. That's what the platform is for. Think of it like the LinkedIn of sustainability. Oh, I love that. And, you know, people are getting much smarter around those messages now and, and I think that is a really useful platform obviously for people who want to make better choices particularly with the younger generations coming through there's a real passion around that and to not only transact with companies that are doing that but also work with them too like it's really really important so can I ask you Kian where did your passion for sustainability come from I think like every human should have, unless you're a climate denier, which there are few of those left, noisy, but few. I think just the fact that we have absolutely no choice but to protect humanity. I spoke to somebody recently, I said, you know, we're all trying to protect the planet. And she said to me, we're not really trying to protect the planet. The planet will protect itself. The the planet will exist regardless of whether or not we do. We're actually trying to protect ourselves. We're trying to protect humanity, which is really interesting, right? So we're thinking about our children's children and never has it been more obvious that we are dealing with, particularly related to to the climate crisis right now. And I don't feel like it's a person, I'm uniquely passionate about sustainability. I feel like it's just something that everybody has to be mindful of now. And when I started, like everybody, not using single-use plastics in as many circumstances as I could or composting, etc., and you instantly start to feel like, how could this possibly be enough? How could I possibly be doing enough? And I read a lot of books and I asked a lot of questions and I'm, I'm not in any way a sustainability expert and I would never claim to be. My passion is in creating the technology to tell the story. I'm not, I'm not an expert. But one thing that I learned is that 
our recycling and things like that, that's great. But the way that as individuals we can truly impact the planet, it's by driving demand. It's a supply and demand issue. We need to drive demand with our wallets. If all of us start buying a brand's most sustainable version of a product, they're going to create more of that one and less of the other. So actually how we can truly have an impact is to shop smarter, invest smarter. And the way to do that is to start understanding more about what's happening out there and what different businesses are doing. And I think if I could have built the platform that tells you which brand or product is better than the other, I would have, believe me, and maybe one day that's what will be. But right now, the science behind what makes something more sustainable than the next is an intricate science. And there are scientists all over the world trying to solve this problem right now. So what we're trying to solve is freedom of access to information, transparency. Just tell us it's okay if you're not perfect. It's okay if only half of your product has been made in a certain way, but tell us, make sure we understand it. Let us let us see into the workings of how you've gotten to this point and let us choose. Let us make our own choices. And the other thing about sustainability is it's very much... Um, there's no silver bullet, right? There are different different people have different values. Some people have got a very focused on climate change, others on ocean health and single-use plastics. Other people might be focused on animal welfare. And so what is sustainable to an individual? You and I might have differing views on what is more sustainable. That's why we're not trying to tell you what's what. We're trying to give you access to the information that you deserve. Yeah, I love that. I can hear your passion. It's just, yeah, it's it's awesome. So I have no doubt that through this journey over the last couple of years, COVID aside, that you have faced into a lot of challenges. So can you share perhaps what has been the biggest challenge so far for you and how have you overcome that? I must say that being in lockdown meant that there's a lot of challenges you don't have to face. You can really just sit there and, and focus on your work and keep pressing on. So in, in some very unfair ways, it was kind of a blessing in disguise that I had that time of quiet to sit alone and get the work done. But the challenges, I think, being a the founder of a startup is, and they say this a lot, and it sounds it sounds strange to say unless you understand it but it's a it's an extraordinarily lonely place you feel this incredible responsibility and this this some days of just absolute terror and the terror is what if this doesn't work out and I can't pay my people or what if I do something that doesn't help the planet what if what if this goes wrong or or what if I have to go back and get another corporate job, which is now, which I thought I always wanted to do. I, you know, I always thought I wanted to be the CMO of a bank or something like that. I can't think of anything worse. So the the emotional roller coaster, the psychological roller coaster, and the financial roller coaster, and not wanting to burden other people with those things because you want everybody to be constantly uplifted and positive and excited and you don't want to tell your friends and family 
that you are, you know, suffering from just crippling anxiety one day and then perfectly fine the next. So I think the loneliness is really tough. I had a friend many years ago who had this tattoo on his arm and I always used to make fun of him because he had this tattoo on his arm. I was like, what does that say again? And it was written in another language and it said, fortune favours the brave in Latin. And I never understood it. I didn't get it. He used to talk to me about it all the time. And one day I, I, it sort of clicked to me that, you know, fortune favours the brave because you have to be brave to create good fortune. And once it was kind of like a penny dropped and I'm not much, I'm not one for sayings and things like that. I don't, I don't often live by these types of things, but that's one that I do. And when I am in my most fearful place, I think when it's this hard, if, if fortune favours the brave, then being brave enough to get through this is going to make you unique and this might just be your edge. So that's kind of how I have fought through you know, getting in my own head and overthinking and the stress and the anxiety is remembering that overcoming that is what is the people that are successful, they've been through that. You have to go through that to get to the other side. Nobody's Nobody runs a, a billion-dollar startup without having been through the chronic highs and lows and coming out the other side. So it's almost like you know, sometimes you wear it a bit like a badge of honour, like I got through that, look at me go. So, yeah, I use it as a driver. I use it as my, as I use it to fuel me. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you, I call it anchor. It's like that's your anchor. It's like your true north. It's just reminding yourself, okay, so if I'm going to be that, then I need to do that. And it's like pushing through all of those challenges, like phenomenal. I can't imagine what it's like for you and when you talk about the emotional the psychological and the financial challenges it's like wow yeah that's that's big that's big to have on someone's shoulders so absolutely take my hat off to you and now you're on a mission to take the business global and also looking for venture capital fundraising so you know what are you learning through this process and like what what's what comes next it's a really interesting question. I must say it's only very recent. We've bootstrapped this project. I've bootstrapped this project. I say we because it's, you know, I don't like to say I too much, but actually I've personally bootstrapped this project. And that's obviously why, you know, there's this this financial fear all the time. It's like what happens if I run out of money and I can't there's so there's so much responsibility on my shoulders. And I, I've recently, as I mentioned earlier, enlisted uh, enlisted. I've brought into my life a, a mentor who works with startups who are looking to raise capital from any type of, whether it be crowdfunding or angel investment, all the way through to venture capital. And we've been talking about what do we see for this platform. I believe that the the way that this works is it has to be, like I said, like the LinkedIn of sustainability. It has to be this unique ecosystem that lives, that brings in all of the sustainability initiatives from all over the world and brings them together. And it has a right to be global. That's where it will be at its best if we can bring all of this information together, because any individual business's sustainability journey is not 
it's not linear. There's so many different parts. There are different organisations they need to connect with. They might put solar panels on the roof. They might change their packaging. They might procure things differently. They might be planting trees. They might be supporting a charity. So all of these moving parts need to come together. And that's the idea of sustainable choice is that on on your profile, you can connect all of the different things, all the different organisations that contribute to your sustainability journey, which is obviously, sorry, which is often an international base of businesses. Not only that, we bought a, we didn't just have the .com, we've got the .au and the .nz and the .few, a few. And the idea is that we're preparing for this to be the destination for sustainability information. So in order to go global in the timeframe that we need to, to have an impact now, and by have an impact now, I mean we want some businesses to join us at the beginning of their journey to encourage them to do more. You know, we want some healthy competition on our platform. We want big brands looking at each other going, oh, damn, we're not doing that yet. Maybe we should. Maybe we should start. Going big is is the intention because not because we're trying to be billionaires but because we believe that this deserves to exist and we believe that it can change the way that people consume globally. And so the next step is to raise the funds so that we can expand higher amazing people that love coming to work every day and build this international global success story. It's just phenomenal. Like when you're talking, I just get goosebumps. It's just your passion. I love how you say it has a right to be global. So I have no doubt that you are going to take this global and to achieve your objectives in in what this platform can do and, as you say, has the right to do. So you're just so inspiring. Yeah, I think that's an awesome note to end on and thank you. I'm just absolutely blown away by your story and, and what you're doing and it's people like you who say yes to that little idea and then work it out who do change the world and make it a better place. So, What I would love for my listeners to do is to please share this episode and share Kian's story and help me get the word out there about what this incredible woman is doing. So, Kian, thank you for being part of Making It Count today. Oh, Julie, thank you so very much for having me. I'm so honoured. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to today's episode and I trust that you enjoyed leaning into one of the precious moments shared. I invite you to leave your thoughts as a review in support of this show. You can also share with your network and even rate and review it. I would appreciate that feedback and connection. I'd love to connect on LinkedIn or Instagram via my handle, Julie Hyde Leads. Until next time, live and lead intentionally and make it count.